I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Out here at this range and play with McGregor. Oh, that leg's beat up, man. Oh, big left from Poirier. Now a right hand. Oh, he's hurt. He's got to go back to the oh, count. Oh, big left and now oh, a right. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, knockout from Poirier. Duncan Poirier has a knockout on McGregor. Lafayette, Louisiana. Your guy has done it. Are you kidding me right now? My goodness! This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Welcome back. BetQL Daily on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G with you. We'll go prop shopping next hour. And, of course, our lightning bets. Right now, we got to get ready for UFC 264 coming up this weekend. And with us now to talk about, including Poirier McGregor, John Anik. He is the voice of USC and he's with us now on BetQL Daily. John, I mean, listen, there, there's some great cards, and then there's this one. I mean, we're talking about one of the, the best and probably one that will be bet on the most of any of the UFC cards of all time. Yeah, it's good to be with you guys. I think it's the perfect storm. You have our first event with fans at T-Mobile Arena here in Las Vegas since March of 2020, and you have a guy in Conor McGregor who is unquestionably the biggest superstar in our sport. So this is as sought after a UFC ticket as I can remember. I got dudes texting me who I haven't heard from in like 10 years. So I think it's going to be an exciting weekend for us. And obviously the main event uh, is a rematch of a fight that happened six or seven months ago. Conor McGregor was prohibitively favored that night. Uh, it's essentially a pick this weekend. So I expect two-way action leading up to fight night. John, Joe Ostrowski here. Appreciate uh, you jumping on BetQL Daily today. Yeah, you got the trilogy in Vegas, and uh, I just I can't imagine the energy. I mean, you guys have been here throughout, and I know it, it was tough on you, say, a year ago, uh, when you're calling fights with nobody in the stands and how you feed off the energy of the crowd, even though you would always do what you can. Uh, something with, uh, we've noticed with some of the other sports that aren't as popular at UFC – but they were here a year ago. It's carried over into 2021 for golf and horse racing uh, with sports betting. So it's helped with their popularity. Even though UFC, one of the most popular sports already with betters, have you noticed that it's gone to the next level this year? Yeah, I mean, I think you set it up well. I think that we really capitalized on the pandemic. You know, I guess I could have probably picked a better verb, but we were the only show in town for several months and we did 41 shows amidst that global pandemic. So I think that helps swell our fan base, especially domestic in the United domestically in the U S and uh, yeah, I think a lot of these people, when they see this sport for the first time, they get the bug. And a lot of these people are placing bets on the fights. I think it's a great sport to bet, not for nothing. You know, you got 13 fights on a fight card, right? So if you lose mm -hmm. a couple early, there's a lot of time to, uh, 
to chase, so to speak, and make your money back. But I've noticed a major difference in my life just walking around the media uh, obligations and everything else. Our sport is in an entirely different place than it was, you know, in March of 2020, the last time we were at T-Mobile. John, what do you make of Conor McGregor as an underdog here on Saturday night? Plus 105, you don't see that often. Do you think we'll see a motivated McGregor as a dog here? Oh, there's no doubt he's motivated. The real question is, has he done the right work? I don't think anybody questions whether or not he has put in the time and the man hours. The question is, has he done the right work to produce the desired result? But I don't have to tell you guys, you're betting the number and not the fighter. So this is a favorable matchup for Conor McGregor. And you're not paying minus 300. You can get him at plus 108. So I would think that would be somewhat appetizing for betters. But, of course, the recent meeting between these two, despite the fact that Conor McGregor won that first round, according to most observers, um, but he got knocked out. And that is something that you got to think is going to weigh heavily on him, juxtaposed against Dustin Poirier, who is just overflowing with confidence, right? He's not being tight-lipped about anything strategically or otherwise because I think he believes he's just the better mixed martial arts athlete. And, and if he can navigate those first few minutes, you know, he believes this is his fight to lose. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Poirier people are bullish on him but you're certainly not getting anywhere close to plus 250 that you could have had back in January. Uh, John, with this fight, what about big picture? Uh, the legacy for both fighters? How much uh, does Saturday matter? Well, Conor McGregor, as you guys probably know, was the first simultaneous two-division champion in UFC history, and you can never take that away from him, and he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. But when you dig a little bit deeper, you look at a guy in Dustin Poirier who has had no break whatsoever in his developmental MMA time. While Conor McGregor has been off playing his trade in boxing, you know, really focusing on boxing for that Floyd Mayweather fight. All the while, Dustin Poirier has continued to build his MMA legacy. So even though Dustin Poirier hasn't been an undisputed UFC champion, this dude's got 11 lightweight wins compared to just one for Conor McGregor. Most people believe 155 pounds is the best weight class for both of these men. Dustin's won 11 times as a UFC lightweight to just one win in the title fight, obviously, for Conor. So I think both of them are Hall of Famers. I think certainly for Poirier to stack wins over McGregor here in 2021 would be huge for his legacy. But for Conor, I mean, He's back to prove that he can still hang with this sports elite. And a win for him over a 2021 edition of Dustin Poirier uh, would be enormous. So there's a lot on the line. There's no doubt about it. I think there's there's equal pressure on both sides, honestly. John Anik joining us here, the lead play-by-play voice of UFC. UFC 264 this Saturday. John, Gilbert Burns, last fight for the middleweight title. Now he's an underdog against Wonderboy here. Why? At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com Therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com Therapy60. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson is about as difficult a puzzle to solve as there is in the sport. Most people believe he is one of the top two or three strikers in UFC history. And the thing about Wonderboy, who has been kickboxing since he was three years old, He's never in the rush for the finish, and he is able to change up the tempo of his strikes in such a way that you never really know what's coming and from which angle. Gilbert Burns is a friend of mine. We have the same strength and conditioning coaches in South Florida. He has brought in Raymond Daniels, a decorated striker in his own right, to try to sort of mimic Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. But Burns, despite having the number two ranking, is the underdog for a reason, right? Stephen Wonderboy Thompson deserves the distinction as the favorite in my mind. I think Gilbert Burns has to pursue a floor fight. I mean, he has a lot of knockout power. I know some handicappers I've talked to like this fight to go the distance at minus 110 because they don't seem to love one side or the other. Um, I think Gilbert Burns can certainly knock out Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, but the path of least resistance for him undeniably is to somehow, some way, try to take Stephen Wonderboy Thompson down. Uh, John, also on the main card, we've got the former Cowboy, Greg Hardy. Uh, can you talk about how impressive, ever since he's be, uh, become a professional over the last few years, uh, what he's done in his career? Yeah, I mean, there's no denying the work ethic, Joe. I think the real issue for him has just been his cardiovascular base and his grappling and his wrestling. And a lot of the wrestling stuff in MMA requires major energy expenditure. So if you look at Greg Hardy's last fight, he fared pretty well against Marcin Tabora, who is a bona fide credentialed UFC heavyweight who has now won five fights in a row. I mean, Hardy's hands looked fast. His takedown defense looked pretty good. But once the fight hit the canvas, I don't know if it's his asthma or what it is, but the dude just gasses. So as a better for me, in one breath, I would say, man, Greg Hardy, with all of the athletic gifts, with all the power in his hands and, and the improved striking acumen overall plus 115 maybe kind of juicy but i never want to be on a guy um whose cardio has proven to abandon him time and time again right like when i'm betting on mma even though contractually i'm I'm not allowed to do it but when i'm handicapping mma i always want to be on the better cardio guy generally speaking so i don't know tai tuivasa is is favored to beat greg hardy and uh, i think he has more ways to win does Ty. Um, but the real pause for me in back and Hardy is not that he hasn't developed his skills. It's just that he has this undeniable tendency to guess. John, there's no question that McGregor Poirier is, is the lead of this card. But when you look at the undercard, you mentioned 13 bouts here. Which one stands out to, the most to you? Which one do you think might be the most entertaining to watch? Nico Price versus Michelle Pareda at welterweight. I mean, this fight card, honestly, top to bottom, is kind of an embarrassment of riches. They usually stack the deck for, for pay-per-views and Conor McGregor-led pay-per-views. But these guys are two of the most offensive, aesthetically pleasing, stylistically fighters in the sport, Pareda and Price. So it's one of the four prelims you can see on ESPN. And uh, the judges are going to score it, but I have an inkling that their scorecards at the end of the fight will not be needed. Uh, John, I'm going off uh, this weekend's card for a little bit, but uh, can anyone beat Amanda Nunez? Well, it's interesting. I mean, I think the short answer is no, but she has gone through a lot of hard training camps to compete at both 135 pounds and 145 pounds. So how long will her prime last? I'm not quite sure. 
Um, her next fight is at Bantamweight against Juliana Pena, who might be the meanest woman in all of MMA. So I maybe see Pena as, as a more live underdog than some. And also, too, when Amanda has to cut down to 135 pounds, it's hard for her to make that number. But it also means that she has to put in an outstanding training camp if she is going to make the weight. So I don't know how many more cuts to 35 Amanda has left, but I think if any Bantamweight has a real chance to beat her, it is her next opponent, Juliana Pena, and that's not promotional hyperbole. There's also Kayla Harrison, of course, who is outside the UFC right now, who maybe could challenge her at featherweight, but I think there's a great chance that Amanda Nunes retires with her, her current winning streak intact. John, how has it changed for you calling these bouts as, uh, as sports gambling and, and betting has just grown more and more? I mean, and I noticed it in the NFL, baseball, I mean, they have the odds on the bottom of the screen. You, as the lead voice of UFC, how does it change calling the bouts and talking through them during the broadcast, during the pay-per-view? Well, I wish I was sitting there with you guys talking about sports wagering all day. <laughs> no one knows. I haven't had to change my style at all because I've essentially uh, been betting on sports in a very addictive way every day since 1996. So for me, it was obviously a welcome change when the network started embracing the, the gambling language and vernacular. But I remember when we were at Fox and our, our lead executive, George Greenberg, pulled me aside before one of our shows on FS1. He said, can you do me a favor? Can you give me a verbal odds mention for every main card bout? And I said, George, you know what? I can do that for you. <laughs> so we have embraced it, I think, more than other sports have. But for me, if you're not looking at this as a lens to analyze and handicap these fights, then you're just not paying attention. You know, for me, I think this is really key in terms of my preparation. And, uh, you know, until somebody tells me to slow down on, on the gambling references, we're going full throttle. Uh, John, we've only got about 30 seconds left. Do you feel all right with, uh, with your Patriots moving forward with the next quarterback? I'm excited, man. I like change, you know, for my Boston Celtics. I love all the change that's going on. You know, I'm more of a Cam Newton guy than a Mac Jones guy, at least right now, which I know is the vocal minority. Wow. But uh, <laughs> but in Bill Belichick, we trust, you know. I mean, it's all about Bill. And uh, if they believe they've built the offensive line that can help Cam succeed, then I'm all in. There he goes, John Anik of USC. John, appreciate a few minutes here. And we'll be watching UFC 264 coming up on saturday we got to go prop shopping next hour we'll talk some nba leading into game two of the finals joe o, joe g this is the beck ql network